the jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. I love that song. That son of a bitch by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Well, that's the way he sings it in the song. You didn't hear that part, Tony Hale. Son of a bitch. I just like that you said. Oh, he does that. Oh, please. I say worse than that. I didn't hear that in the song. That's a good tune. I like the end of it. It's good, right? It's it's uh, just a barroom stomper. That's and nice. the guy looks exactly the way you picture him to. Well, maybe. What See, do you picture him to look like? Uh, I'm from the South, so I... Uh, little redneck in there, maybe? A little redneck. Big, like, like Grizzly Adams before the gray hit. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Lots of clapping. Big meaty yeah. fingers. I'm sure I got that in my lineage somewhere. I got a lot of white trash in my family history. Join the club, man. <laughs> Except we're, we're we're East Coast. <laughs> You're East Coast white trash. I got I got bron- I got boogie down bronze trash oh, no. in me, baby. I think Southern white trash is much worse. Well, Southern white trash is at least a little bit more glamorous when you when you oh, trash from the Bronx. Because oh, at least you got a little bit maybe of the Roseanne Connor thing going on in you. When you're from the Bronx, you're just disgusting. <laughs> you're just filthy. Right, you don't even is... know how to pronounce the word toilet. You know how long it took for me to stop saying turlet? Really? <laughs> it's a regional thing. In the Bronx, we say uh, uh, earl and vinegar. Every, oh, the O-I is er. We say, uh, so you want some water? Some, wa- some, like, some there's water. There's a T in there. You want some water? Some water? Or can, I take your, can I take your picture? I'm like, well, that's a pitcher of water, yeah. but where there's a C in there. See, in the Bronx, it's, so, it's, it's somewhere between Idiot and Boston. Is it trailer? So it like this. Is it is it trailer land? Because in South, no, it's, it's just land. no, it's oh. just tenement land. Uh huh. Okay. It's 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 like lots of lots of stickball. Yeah. Which, by the way, I love a good trailer. I love. A, I hey, mean, you know what? It would, give me a trailer I, and some little Debbie, you know, snack cakes, and I'm in. That's how I got this way. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, <laughs> what did Oprah used to say? Ain't nothing wrong with a nice double wide. No. <laughs> nothing. Yep. And the cake too. But anyway. Tony Hale is joining us. Uh, so nice to see you. Nice to see you. Uh, you know him from many things. Um, his award-winning role on Veep, and he's also in the movie. We've been talking quite a lot about this lately. American Ultra. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a really. It's, it's like it's, a twisted born identity. It's so. It's weird because. Um, who have we had on? We had Connie on last week. and we She's had, so great, isn't she? Yeah, Connie Britton. And who else did we have? Oh my John God. Leguizamo. And John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah. And so I was watching it to get ready for, for John, who came on first. And I thought, this is going to be a dumbass movie. I <laughs> now, I why did, did you have that? Just because it just was Just because like, it, it, it's a stoner comedy. Yeah, yeah, and sure. I thought, yeah. you know. And I see, the thing is, I didn't think I was going to dislike it. I just thought, this is going to be like just a long, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that Fast Times at Ridgemont High moment just extended for yeah, three yeah. hours. Sure. And it's really clever. It's really clever, really fast. Yeah. Me and Day, who directed it, did a great job. Because it, the cool thing, what I really like about it is Jesse Eisenberg, who plays the stoner kid who kind of is a sleeper agent, you see him discover his hidden skills as we discover them. And all of a sudden, he's like killing people with spoons and stuff. But everybody's after this poor kid, too. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's really, it's really funny, but it's not dumb. I know. That's the only thing is my codependency gets triggered because I, I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, just leave the kid alone, and I want to save him. <laughs> you need to get over jump that. In and just you need to get over that part. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do need to get over that. You do. You do. So, so um, I'm working on it. <laughs> work harder, damn it. Um, 
It's an interesting choice for you to do this mm-hmm. movie, uh, given you've been, doing, you know, all the great work you've been doing on TV. What was it about this that raised its hand higher than everything else? Uh, it's a gig. <laughs> oh, said the Emmy award-winning and newly Emmy-nominated actor. Excuse no, me while I cry for you, dude. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that because I am always thankful for a job. Always thankful. But this one in particular, I did like that it, it kind of did a different take on the kind of born identity. I mean, this is a kid that you know, I mean, you expect kind of someone like Matt Damon or, you know, um, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger to have these kind of like hidden mad skills. But someone like a stoner kid and all of a sudden he just breaks out these mad ninja skills. That's just fun. It's also fun to watch because it, 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 it's very funny, but it is legit action legit action and also action i have not seen like all of a sudden he's throwing up a frying pan and he's shooting somebody by putting a bullet in it and all this kind of stuff kind of macgyver in places yeah isn't it? a little macgyver a little in macgyver there. in yeah. places which is kind of which, which yeah. is kind of what got the old the old stir in me kind of excited yeah it was like you know when is he going to make something out of a rubber band yeah yep totally. <laughs> and fast really and fast. fast so <clears throat> Uh, When did you shoot this in in relation to uh, all the other work you've been doing? I shot this last summer, and we finished Veep probably in, like, February, and then... Oh, thanks. Um, Finished it in February, and then um, I started in the spring we shot it in New Orleans. New Orleans. The reason why I ask is because I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what your... what your mental state is when you leave... The, the shooting of Veep. Because, <laughs> the land of emasculation? Because how... That's all I am on that how show, do you f- by the way. I'm, I mean, I... You, I'm just beaten down. You break my heart yeah, on that show. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a sad situation. I mean... Yeah. I mean, but do it's... Do you... I mean, how, however, are, you, this how last... are you not putting eye drops in everybody's coffee? <laughs> I'd be poisoning that. How do you know I don't? Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> no, I... Uh, I uh, I will say this last season I was really grateful because there was a scene where I was able to stand up for myself and I let Selena Meyer played by Julia Louis Dreyfus have it because she called me because I think I, my character thinks that she worship she needs me I worship her like yeah. she can't live without me and then when she said I'm a middle aged man who sanitizes her tweezers I was like all right game on and then I just let her have it that was such so a that moment. was kind of nice to have that have that time i know but it was a little like it was like he was it was like it was like you were were coughing it up i was but it 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 came out of nowhere but then when it came out he realized oh shit what have i done and that's when he kind of went back they went back to servant master that and i would that this is what i love what i appreciate about the show and love about the show they give us time to find those moments yeah you don't just show up on set and you got to do the script they give you like rehearsal time to really find the rhythms and if it gels and that was a scene that needed it so i appreciated that so how how do how do things uh play out between all of you on set when you have this kind of material to play because in order for it to really be what we're seeing mm-hmm. it has to be full on otherwise it's not working and it's working so there has to be a trust. There has yeah. to be confidence. Mm-hmm. There has to be maybe a little, you know, post scene cuddle or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure we out. Have like a, we have we, a spooning session right before we go on. But, but I'm, I mean, seriously, like I'm trying to figure out, like, where do you, 
go, how do you all interact when you know a certain kind of fury is about to be unleashed, whether it's you're finally getting your moment or you're just about to get your balls squashed again. And again, and again, I mean, he doesn't have any balls. Let's just acknowledge I, but that. I just, you know, They're completely just crushed. It only They're, works because there's nothing in that sack. <laughs> <laughs> that is an empty sack. That was a lot oh, of air, Lordy. a lot of air, and a lot of lost oh, dreams. Lord. But, oh my gosh! But, but you know what I mean? It's like it works because you. Everybody try. I just. I'm trying to figure out what happens yeah. before. Well, I will say, kind of. They give us the that two weeks of rehearsal before we shoot. They give us like three or four episodes, um, and then we can kind of rehearse and find it. But you're right about the trust. Like we, <clears throat> with comedy, if you throw the ball, you really have to trust they're going to throw it back, and that they have your back. So there's many times when I kind of I'm like, yeah, this just something doesn't feel right. And when, and I, I so appreciate when, when Julie or someone's just like, I totally understand what you're saying. Let's try to get this right. And we all are on the same page like that. Mm. And it's not always the case. You know, the worst is when I've been on gigs and I'm like, something just doesn't feel right. And they're like, really? Uh, just shoot it. Just like act. Just figure it and out. And five and three, two, one action. And you're like, all right, well. So when you're in the middle of a, uh, of a, uh, the season, um, I don't. I, I don't care how how much love you have at home. If you spend the entire day hearing some of the things that you have to hear, yeah, it's going to hurt. You eventually, know eventually, you're going to go to the bathroom. And you're going to say, "I know she really loves me. I know her name is not Selena, but that fucking bitch." <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Well, keep in mind, and also the other character that I played was Buster Bluth, who you know. I don't even think there's a sack in the picture. You know? <laughs> I don't so think there's like, a, he's a Ken doll. <laughs> it's a, just smooth. He's a, he is a smooth. It's, it's there's not even hair down there. <laughs> it's, it's just smooth as silk. <laughs> um, so I remember my wife, I'd come home. You know, and I, I don't, obviously, I don't consider myself someone like, I have huge admiration for someone who, like Daniel Day-Lewis, who really gets in his role and he doesn't leave the role. I That would be hard for me. But when you're so, when you're so kind of, not even necessarily verbally abused as Selena's, but when you're in such a defensive state all day. Mm. And then you come home. I remember coming home and, and saying something to my wife, and, or, or she asking me something, and I was like, okay, okay. Like, hugely hypersensitive. And she's like, you know what? It's time to just take a break from Buster and just kind of have a time to kind of come back. Because, you know, it does affect you a little bit. It has to. Yeah. Because the words start to weigh. And I'll tell you who has gets the words is Mr. Timothy Simons, who plays Jonah on Veep. Yeah. He gets called, he's this really tall guy. He gets called Jolly Green Jizz Face. He's called Human Scaffolding. I think he was called one time the Washington Monument if the Washington Monument was made entirely of dead dicks. It's so horrible. Oh it's just so horrible. Like, but it's he so calls, good. He calls he, the largest single cell organism was yeah. one of them. And I mean, just like constant. I mean, you have to... So, in, when did you realize that you could, you could hang in any kind of creative setting? Because this isn't this is this is this is the result, I believe, of up to this point a lifetime of work that fortified you. Yeah, I think that's a great question because I, I mean, I uh, well, there's two things. One, I was a kid who was a very anxious kid. I was I was bullied myself. Mm. I remember. I remember somebody, because, um, you know, a lot of uh, Gary's kind of 
or but it was kind of subtleties. And I remember like if if somebody called me a name in high school, I'd turn around and be like, "Well, oh, that wasn't very nice." <laughs> like you just kind of talk to yourself and you kind of self medicate away mm-hmm. from it. And so I think you know that kind of comes from that maybe of just kind of learning that kind of awkwardness. But then also, um, I think this when you're talking about kind of getting into the game. I remember when I first started on Arrested Development, and when you're around comic actors, there's a lot of sparring. There's a lot of, like, everybody kind of one-upping each other, and I was not used to that. And I was like, is anybody just going to have a conversation here just to talk about your summer? However, I learned that that's a way to get into it. That's a way that they generate energy, and we do that on Veep. It's like everybody's just kind of going back and forth and making jokes and kind of sparring, and then you kind of get into the rhythm. So it wasn't that you know, they can't carry a normal conversation. It's just, it's almost, it's, it's like a warm up kind of a situation. Yeah. Is there, is, do you find that you're, you, you play the guys you do completely straight? Well, I think you have to. Two people that I... Because I never feel like you're winking at us. And I think that's I what not. makes me, that's what makes me almost cry sometimes. Oh, it I makes know. me laugh. It makes me laugh. But it also sometimes makes me really sad. Yeah, and I think he, it's because I feel like you're not winking. Yeah, well, I try not. I'm, I appreciate you saying that because one of the per, two of the people that I grew up loving was Tim Conway and Bob Newhart. Mm. And Bob Newhart, specifically in that arena, when he was on the Bob Newhart show, his circumstances sometimes would be so awkward. And all he would do was just stand there and you felt his just uh, tension. And he didn't have to wink. He just kind of, he could literally just look to one side or say something small and you're like, oh God, you just felt it. And I always admired that. He always seemed to carry it because I used to love that show. He used to always seemed to carry it right in his forehead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, some people wear, yeah. wear their tension in different parts of the body. Yeah. It always seemed to rest right at the, right, right above his eyebrows. Which, which is interesting you say that. I never thought about that because w- that's when he shifted his eyes to one side. You, it was so like, <gasps> you felt yeah. it. You know, because that he was just, it broke the tension. Yeah. You know, and he knew that power. He trusted it, you know. Confidence. It really comes down to believing and and, and trusting that you know what you're doing. But also trusting the circumstances. If the circumstance is like in in Arrested Development, if your hand is bitten off by a seal (laughs) and you're dating Liza Minnelli, you don't have to push anything. You You just have to trust it. You can just sit in that arena and just let it happen, you know? It's Tony Hale joining us here on The Jolt. I want to go even a little bit further back, though, because now I'm I'm just fascinated because you're so open. Um, oh, yeah. When you've been through the, the wounds, things, will come out exactly. I'm at, I'm at, Please, I'm at work now, everybody. It's been a while. How? When do you find it? Because because we were talking earlier with someone else about um, taking those things that made you feel a certain way when you were younger and turning them into the positives, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, I always tell people that I am deep down insanely shy, insanely mm. introverted, not comfortable doing what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. That I have to. I had to find a toolbox sure. yeah. and learn how to play with those tools. When did you learn how to do that for yourself? I if you were if you were walking around going, well, that wasn't very nice. I was. <laughs> I don't know if it was a conscious choice. I think there was like a gravitating towards like I think to your point. I think you kind of worked it out somehow. Like I I acted in high school, and then I didn't in college, and then afterwards I kind of got myself back into it. And I think without you even knowing it, you're kind of working something out. Like I was a really anxious kid um, and pretty neurotic. And just to kind of, I mean, it's just interesting that if anything maybe comes off organic, it would be that. I mean, Mm. thank God from a lot of therapy and all that kind of stuff, it's not affecting my everyday life. But in characters, 
I've practiced. I mean, that's so much part of my history that you know it's it's like riding a bike again. You can kind of bring it back in an organic form. It seems like you never had I I'll show them itis though. You seem very very chill. Um, you know what I used to, I can't say I didn't because I remember one time I was <laughs> okay. I was like my ten year high school reunion and I had a bu- I had this bully I won't say his name but he was a douchebag and. I had just done a Pepto Bismol commercial in New York, and I remember thinking, "I'm the shit." I just, I mean, I literally have, I'm having diarrhea on a train, and I remember. I think I remember that commercial. I remember remember thinking, like, "I'm going to go back to my high school reunion, and I'm on a Pepto Bismol commercial," and it was just all of this energy put into, "I'm going to show them up." You know, it's like, "Yeah, look where I am," and then you go, you do it. And you maybe get that hit, but then you kind of leave feeling worse than you came in, that you invested that much energy in showing them up. And then since then, I was like, ooh, that's just not that's not worth it. It's not a good and look. And also, you re- the older you get, you realize we're all a work in progress. The pain yeah. that they were in, the pain that I you know, have worked through, it's like every we're spinning on a planet. We're all a work. We're all working it out. It's very cool. Again, that's uh, Tony Hale joining us. So um, <clears throat> do you get excited about things like the Emmys? I can't uh, tell. I do. I do. do you? I get, you know, it's it's overwhelming, but I do really uh A I get really excited about free food. I mean, let's just acknowledge that. Yeah. Um and I get excited about a free party. It's just fun. It's always tastes better and experience better when it's free. Um but I don't know, it's and you also see old friends and it's fun. It's like a date night for my wife and I and so we get dressed up and it's a, it's a and also here's the deal. It's a party I never thought I'd be invited to, so it's like it, it's hard to even take in. You know, it's got to be good because if I, if my memory is serving me correctly, your wife is in the business as well. She's an art director, right? She close. She's a makeup artist. Makeup artist, but she because she worked on All My Children. She was in All My Children, and then she did SNL for eight years. I remember close enough. That was good. That's not bad, right? So, so it's got to be sort of. Um, it's not like you're kind of bringing someone who is. She gets it. She does get it. She also gets the the uncertainty of the business. Yeah. You know, she is a real gift to me because um, she's a little, she has a real calming energy where I can be a little more neurotic. And so it's, a, it's, it's I'm very grateful for her. Um, so obviously we're going to see another season of Veep, correct? Yeah, we start, we started rehearsing last week and this, this time we're shooting in LA, which is really great because we've been I mean I've we've shot in Baltimore and I've loved Baltimore but it's really hard to be away from the family so we're shooting in Veep uh, we're shooting in Veep shooting in LA this year and that's going to be fantastic and so do you have anything else on your on your schedule let me think not that not that not that the Veep isn't enough the Emmy nominated Emmy award winning I'm kind of focusing on Veep right now this is a fun little trip and Alvin, Alvin and the Chipmunks is coming out at Christmas. I play the villain. So that's a kind of fun departure. I That'll to, be fun. I get to be the guy that's kind of chasing around the chipmunks and acting crazy and all that kind of stuff. That's fun. So how do you do that? Because you're in it, but they're not. They're not. So you're pretty much just kind of talking to green dots all day. And um, But it's oh, it was such a blast. And just to kind of, I don't know, just to kind of be the, be just the asshole. That was really fun. Can't even imagine. I'm usually the one that's the asshole beats up, so it's kind of nice to switch it up. So did you like glue on a sack for that? Or? <laughs> I did. I vel- I, it's a velcro. I take it it's on. A velcro. And off. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could. If only we could. Tony Hill, thank you for coming to see thank us. Thank you guys. Such this a big a delight. The uh, the show is called Veep. We'll be uh, rooting for him at the Emmy Awards. Sticking a- stick around. 
I do this for a living. Sticking around. I do this for a living. Do not try this at home. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.